Okay. Thank you, Brett. I'm not doing that. And then I got to unlace all these boots with all these straps. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Okay, we're going to start. Oh, great. Mom, I'm trying to be professional. Oh, goodness. Uh, Okay, I'm ready. You're listening to XP Hunter. Co-op mode team selected. Welcome back, Hunters. It's your friend of me, Lee, here. And today, we just, we just, our cup runneth over. We have so many companions here to join the fire team and co-op with us. This is co-op mode. And today, we have Jesse. Hello, I'm Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, the only man on the panel. I'm the male ambassador. <laughs> this uh, female situation, uh, 29 years then. old. No, he should um, not be scared. We're gonna be, oh we're gonna God, be real fair. Yeah. We're gonna be fair to him, guys. Where there is, it is where safe. there is love, there should be no fear. Exactly. I like Being that right. confidence. Okay, he's, he's already doing good. Right. You're brave. You're very brave. Dude. <laughs> that sounds like an Elmo Kid quote too. I like that. Good, right? That's deep. Yeah. And <laughs> job, returning, we have Fahrenheit here with us. Hey guys. She's like, I already know them. Though. I really am. I am excited. To be I'm on so this glad that you're here. And then we have Ika. Hey guys, how's it going? And on the phone we have uh, Alex G. Hi. And we also have Sexy Lexi. Hey everybody, what's up? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so. Today we have we have a large amount of people. Um, you know, we're doing this because we have this is a, a group made up of black millennial professionals. And uh, recently this, this all stems from a conversation I had with Fahrenheit like months ago before the new year. Uh, Happy New Year, guys. I know I say that every I'm gonna say that for the rest of the month. Happy so new Happy New Year. So in last year, me me and Fahrenheit had a whole conversation about like what the issues with dating black men as a black woman is. And so I just want you guys to briefly like tell everyone, the listeners, like what what does black love mean to you? Like what's the deal with that? That's it's such an ambiguous statement to me personally. Mm -hmm. But like, what do you guys think? We're going to start with our our resident male ambassador. Mm. Uh, To me, black love is. It's the audacity to be black and proud at the same time. Mm. 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 Okay, okay. Right. I think um, we live in a society that does not um, affirm or appreciate our blackness. Mm. And historically, it has not. Mm -hmm. So to to be black in a society that tells you um, in so many ways that you are a second-class citizen or unworthy or to, you know, even though our society is more progressive now, Mm-hmm. That is the the history of race relations uh, cannot be described adequately without anti-blackness. And there are still um, vestiges of that anti-blackness that rose out of white supremacy in our society today. And we're all aware of it, whether consciously or subconsciously. To, so to love yourself and to love your people because of your blackness and mm-hmm. in spite of that reality is uh, what black love means to me. Mm, I agree. Right. For me personally, also that's what black love means. And like you said, it's a very complex notion, right? Because mm-hmm. like you said, I looked it up on our urban dictionary because I mean like sometimes that's the best place to find a definition of anything that no, comes out of real. black community. Yeah. And it said it was like the kind of love you can only get from someone who has the same like background as you, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily okay. whole haul believe in, but I do understand what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Um Alex G, what do you think? 
what's black love mean to you? Who? Me? Alex G. Ashley. Ashley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna dispense with your with the alias. You're just gonna call Hi. you Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um my phone was muted. Oh. Um so for me it means affection. Um, it means being considerate. It means being like it's, it's such a complex way, like everyone's saying, it's very complex. But for me, it means like looking at someone and them understanding you and them getting you in ways that other people may not get you. And so for me, it's it's like, it's not just like in a romantic sense. Like I think about like old people, like elderly people and things like that. And when like a black lady is like, are you okay, sugar? What's wrong? How you doing? Um, when you know a woman is like, oh, oh, girl, 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 your hair, you gotta fix your hair. Some like your hair is off, or like a Barbie pin fell out. Like for me, that's what black love means to me. So it's both. It can be both romantic and platonic. Um, it reminds me like growing up in like Roxbury and stuff and everything, and like having a community of people there, and having people who will watch over you, um, having people who will look out for you, having that kind of like that sense of community and loving and belonging. Mm. Ooh, broadened it, mm-hmm. sexy Lexi. Well, for me, let me see. How can I say it? For me, when I think of black and black love or however we want to say it is that it's revolutionary the reason why i think it's revolutionary is because you know it's a king and a queen coming together creating even more kings and queens in the whole entire world you know we're i don't want to sound like super duper militant but you know we are the first people and so it's just constant royalty coming out and just recreating itself um, I really like what Ashley said, you know, when it's not, when it's platonic, just somebody looking out for you, somebody that understands what you go through on a daily basis. Nobody's going to understand what we go through except someone that's like us. Mm-hmm. You know, people can sympathize with us, but when you love somebody that's exactly like yourself in so many ways, not just being your skin color, like, we all have so much in common. We all love each other, and we can all encourage each other because we understand what each one of us have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm. So when I say black love, I, I think revolutionary. I think, you know, just generations of royalty. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's beautiful. Ika? Yeah, going off of what um, everyone has so, said so far, I also agree that um, black love is like a representation of, like, who, who you are. Um, and I also think it's like being unapologetic. And I also think it's um, if you were to try to define it in one word, it's like uh, black love is kind of like being resilient. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of like one word that I would use to define it. Because like what we have gone through as a people, um, we've been able to kind of pick ourselves up mm-hmm. and um, make a lot of headway for ourselves. And I think um, when I see black love is just. If I see like a man that's with a black woman, it's just it says a lot about him and vice versa, mm-hmm. and it's a, a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Fahrenheit rounding it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree Anchor. with everything that everyone said. It's yeah. all of that. It's like it's so such a big topic, but for me, I feel like it's just so powerful. Like I don't really see a lot of black love a lot of times, mm-hmm. and 
like Jesse was saying earlier, like, you know, a lot of it has been, you know, taken from us or we've been not been able to be who, who we are proudly. Um, I don't know. I love seeing it, whether that's romantic or friendship wise, because mm. sometimes it's not other people that breaks up that black love for us. It's ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I don't know. I, there's something so powerful about it. That's unlike any other love I could see or describe. Like, it's just it's rare as well. I think because it's so rare, at least for me in my personal life, mm. uh, whenever I see it, I'm like, like, it still exists. Like, there's yeah. still hope. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You still matter, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just for like proving it to other people, but proving it for ourselves. You yeah. know what I mean? I think black love starts with you. Yeah. So do you love yourself? And it doesn't mean like how you wear your hair or, you know, how you describe yourself, but really like do you really love yourself? Mm. I don't and, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really and I deep. think that's that's really why I wanted to have a conversation because uh the point that Fahrenheit just made about like feeling like it's so rare. Mm-hmm. And the thing is it's it's so I sent out a a study done by like the National Health Service or something like that. And it was mostly a study of, of married black men from the South and everything. But it also, there were also, uh, there was also a census statistic, yeah, statistic, sorry, um, that, that talked about how it shows you just by the numbers is like, A, there are just a lot more black men than there, I mean, a lot more black women than there are black men. And so even if mm-hmm. every black woman wanted to be with a black man and vice versa, there would still be black women who had no man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just, I feel like with black love in general, I feel like it's a term, you know, like for a while there was all these black this, black that. And people were like, why does it need to be dubbed black Twitter? And I'm like, because everyone's always taking things from us. It's like being out, having a fridge at work. And like, you know, if you don't label yourself, someone's going to eat it. I was like, yeah. so I label, we label yeah. this. So that way if you take something, you have to give it, you have to acknowledge no, yeah, us. You can't. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. same goes with love because a lot of people will say, well, you know, it's 2000, it's 2020. I was about to say 2019. It's 2020. And, you know, love is love and it doesn't matter like who you fall in love with. And I'm like, like you say that because there's no doubt that some, if you're not black, that the, some guy, the guy yeah. from your own ethnicity is going to want you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, but I feel like there's been this wedge uh, drawn between black men and black women for a that, long time. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just perpetuated by us as well because I mean, it's, it's kind of a cliche, but I can tell you, like I went to school in Western Massachusetts uh, in the Berkshires and there was a whole bunch of black kids from Boston and from New York and the like and like all the black dudes wanted to date white girls. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we, I mean, yeah. I wanted to change, myself, so I went so. to school in a small town. Yeah. I was like, you want to change and, and do better, and now you want you want white women. So, um, I mean, I, I think that could be broken up in so many different ways, right? Because in one way, like, if you think about media and how like strong of a like how powerful it is on all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like in media, mm-hmm. like if you think about the women, not now, but like media back in the day when we were growing up, like what kind of women did they always show you as deemed beautiful? Yeah. As like the yeah. woman, it was light skin, long hair, yeah. like more, you yeah. know, more European looking. Yeah. So like, I feel like if you see images, that's why we always talk about like why diversity is so important in yes. media and everything because we, I mean, we're like the guinea pigs of that era, right? So we, we've seen so much of it, the computer age, all that, like that could be ingrained maybe into a guy's mind. Like this is what is being yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. That's I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Fair, on that. But the thing is, too, is just like me talking to an older ex generation person, not trying to throw in a generational thing, but. But we should. That's a good point because we're all millennials, right? Yeah. So we were born exactly. at a very specific time. So our take exactly. on it is going to be different, different from someone who's Gen Z. But sorry to cut you off. Continue. Well, well I mean, the person I was speaking to, he was ex generation. And 
says the reason why he he wants to be with a black woman, he wants to do all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. But he said the reason why he wants to be with a white woman is because she's easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, a lot of times, just like Ferris said, you know, the media, they depict, you know, brown, like brown skin, can I speak, y'all? Brown skinned women and dark skinned women as like monsters or no, we're harsh. Like, think about how we look at TV now. It's really cute when a white girl is like fighting and doing all that other stuff in people's face. Oh, that's cute. But then when a black woman does it, oh, she's a stereotypical black woman. She's yeah. angry. She's mm-hmm. this, she's that. And so when people see that on TV, they're like, oh, I don't want to be with a woman that's going to be angry and yell and do all this other stuff. And sometimes for me, it's just all like a black woman, nine times out of ten, is going to upgrade you. Yes, She's yes. not going to, you know, mess you up. Now, how we do that, we do that with tough love. And that's just how we, that's where we're not going to, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Come on. No, 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 no. We don't have time for that. We don't have time to live in a bubble. What we're going to do is we're going to make this paper. We're going to make this bread and we're going to achieve whether you like it or not. So I think, I got a question, Alexi, in reference to the tough love you just uh, spoke about. Uh, is there a difference between tough love and tactless aggression towards the black men. Oh, it's just Ooh. coming hard. Ooh, it's coming hard. Oh, this is good. This is good. That's good. Oh, good. We needed well, it. Tell us. Tell us what the difference is. Well, I'm, I'm asking you whether you acknowledge the difference. difference. I'm sorry? I'm asking whether you acknowledge the difference. I mean, the thing is, do you acknowledge the difference as a black man? I just told you. I acknowledge the difference. There are some black women that are really aggressive, but the thing is, Tough love and aggression can seem like it's the same. I feel as though it kind of, I don't want to say it is, but I do want to say it kind of is. Because, like, we don't have time to, you know, pet your eagles. We don't have time to do all that other stuff. Lexi, one sec. Do you have have headphones with a mic on it? Wait, one sec. Lexi, do you have headphones with a mic on it? No, I don't have headphones right now. Uh, Oh, because the echo. Is that the echoing? Yeah. Oh. Uh, do you have your phone on speaker? Nah, it's on my ear. Mm, I don't know what that is. Hmm. Okay. Well, hi. Um, this is Alex G. Um, so I would like to address that question because there's definitely a difference between aggression and tough love, but other cultures also do tough love. Like you mm-hmm. see it in Asian cultures, you see it in Latino cultures, mm-hmm. you see women who are tough, they are strong, and they are tough on their husbands, and they are tough on their significant others, but they don't get labeled in the same way that black women do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, the spicy Latina, she's yelling in your face, she's cussing you out, ooh, but mm-hmm. like that's hot. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if a black woman does, if a black woman admonishes you or says anything, it's seen as aggression. Like, and like the thing about it is, like, not like black women, just like everybody else, we are different people. So mm-hmm. some women mm-hmm. are aggressive, some women are not. There are people who are not strong lovers and are nice and, and quiet, and there are black women who are docile and submissive, but we still get, we still carry that burden of mm-hmm. aggressors in the mm-hmm. same way that black men carry the burden as aggressors you know like people will see a black a group of gra- black men walking down the street and they'll flip out mm-hmm. because they see them and it's like those portrayals in the media and the whispers and the talking and the constant portrayals of we as a people are aggressive yeah mm-hmm. and then we have started to view each other as aggressive like one of the things 
for me that I feel like it's not just a friction between black men and black women, but it also goes down to like the ethnicity level. And so feeling like I see what other cultures and other people, like I was talking to somebody and they're from India Mm -hmm. and they were like, in India, you're your caste, you're your ethnicity, you're your religion. But in America, we're Indians. So if I see someone and they need help with something, I'm going to help them out. Whereas like as a black person, you don't have that. Like you, mm-hmm. if you see someone as like, they have to get warm to you or something, or they have to feel you out or they have to suss you out mm-hmm. or something. And like people may not be as responsible, be as helpful. And mm-hmm. it goes down even down to the ethnicity level. Like I went out last night with some friends and we were at a primarily like African party and a lot of people were Nigerian. Mm-hmm. When people found out I was a Nigerian, they didn't really want to talk to me or socialize with me or anything. Mm -hmm. But my friend who's half white and half Asian, she got a lot of people talking to her. A lot of guys want to dance with her. A lot of, you know, people were, a lot of men were giving her a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because even though I'm black, because I'm not that particular type of black, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily welcome in the same way as the other Nigerian girls and my friend who wasn't black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just a strange dynamic because, you know, they play different types of music. Like they play R&B, they play rap, they play dance hall, they play stuff that I listened to mm-hmm. and stuff that my friend had no idea. Like all of it was new to her, but she was more accepted than me. And that's, it's, it's just like. We've been conditioned to not trust each other, basically. Well, why do you feel like. Why do you feel that way? I mean, I'm just curious about that because you would think they would accept you in just you being black instead of your friend who is, what did you say, white and Asian? Yes. Mm-hmm. So why feel, do you feel like you as African-American was, like, kind of pushed aside? I don't know and I don't understand, but I have had those experiences where some people, they just, like, when they see African-Americans, they see black people they turn away mm-hmm. and like I've have even experienced microaggressions like you know going home and everything go so I currently live in DC so going back home and stuff and everything like I was at the dentist and this guy was Haitian and he just kept on talking about how African-Americans don't achieve a lot and mm-hmm. like because he's Haitian that's why he's achieved so much mm-hmm. and that was hurtful because I was just like are you for real <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah. yeah. like yeah. M- Michelle Obama's first lady. So and and so that also like complicates. He wasn't practicing so black love. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't see that, and it's like you don't even get that kind of like familiar kind of bonding. Like I'll yeah. have friends, and they'll see someone who's Vietnamese, and they're Vietnamese. And even though they don't know each other, they're like, oh, my God, you're Viet, da 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 mm-hmm. And I see that with, like, other friends. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, El Salvadorian, oh, da 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 Or, like, even if they're half El Salvadorian, like, they have that <laughs> connection, they have that bond where it's, like, I, like, even, like, being in D.C., like, D.C. is, quote, unquote, Chaco City, but not mm-hmm. really. And that's been <laughs> a stretch because, mm-hmm. one, the dynamics of the city, but it's been weird because, people don't look at me in the same way. Like I thought I was moving here and I thought I was going to be coming to African-American culture. Mm-hmm. I was finally going to see black people the way I wanted to see black people, like mm-hmm. black people doing all sorts of types of jobs and in all types mm-hmm. of industries. And there's friction here. Like people are like, Oh, you're from the North. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're yeah. Yankee. That's oh, your family might, That's your true. family might be Southern, but you're not Southern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you're not, you're not from the I DMV. Think, I think one yeah. of the big issues is that, um, 
like Fahrenheit was saying and like both uh, Sexy Lexi and Ashley were saying uh, is that it, it's a perception issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like the I, I think one of the biggest issues that black people have, especially like in black culture and in America, is that um, we know better. Like mm-hmm. we know too much. Right. Like it's like knowing what it's like to be a slave. And so you might mess with someone, but you're never going to treat them how you were treated because you know how, how hurt you'll feel. Right. So with with uh, people being so um, tied by the ethnicity, I, I see the good parts of it, but I also see the bad parts of it. And I think mm-hmm. that black people just see like the bad parts of it. Like just because someone looks like you doesn't mean they're kin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's how we are all feeling where everyone else is like, well, they're white and I'm white or they're Asian. And I'm Asian. We're going to stick together. Yeah. And I think black people are kind of past that. They're like, you can't really trust anybody, yeah. which is it's right. it's detrimental to us because everyone else is playing this different game and we're all playing in a different right. game separately. So yeah. mm-hmm. we that's end true. up hurting ourselves. And yeah. it sucks because yeah, it sucks so bad. It, it could be benefiting. Me and Erica learned that the hard way, right? Eco? Oh my oh. gosh, she's gonna talk about our trip. <laughs> oh, oh. So in December, you guys went on a trip to Europe, right? Mm-hmm. So how was it being black in Europe? Um, we dealt with a lot. She's trying to. She's referencing like when we were um in Rome, and I feel like <laughs> I don't really want to. It was tough. Why? Well, Rome was tough. Why was Rome tough? Because we almost got to a lot of fights. Oh, because well, you're black, or were you guys being okay, well, it was me. aggressive? Okay, but I think we should <laughs> oh, preface we should this with that, yes, that aggression, and that mm, Lexi is want... a little bit aggressive <laughs> no, 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 as no, no, a no. person. But the thing is, Erica, wasn't I on my best behavior? Why? why okay, we had an issue with an African. Oh, oh, okay, so this is exactly. interesting. Well, we oh, well, yeah, that but reminds the African me. African was the yeah. worst. Yeah, yikes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so some oh, we until tr- we didn't buy his little gaudy thing. Yeah, and it was just like we were trying to purchase something, and the way he approached us was at first everything was good because we made our our payment, and then he was like, before we did that, he was like, "Oh, you guys are my sisters." He was like, he put out his arm like towards Lexi. He was like, "Look at my skin, like brothers and sisters That's together." Red and flag. then <laughs> he got upset with us because he wanted like some American money. He wa- he was like, "Oh, I'm coming back home to Africa, to Senegal." He's like, "Just oh, give me some Senegal. type of gift." Mm-hmm. And we were like, "We don't have any American yeah. money on us." And <laughs> like a matter of two seconds, and he gave us a gift too. He gave us something. He's like, "This is for you, and give me something in return." And when we didn't have anything for him, his attitude completely changed. Yeah. Like he was just like, "Get out of here!" He's like, "Give me back my my gift." He's like, "Give me yeah, my he money." Was, like rolling up on us. He was like, "Yeah, well, like know. it was yeah. like crazy." To go in on like, him. That's crazy. To be to be fair, I so I lived in Europe for a little bit. I that's something that so it's one of the weird things. Like when you leave America, you have American privilege. Like yeah, you don't you realize do. that in America. You don't realize that in America because in America. We're yeah. looked so poorly on. Mm. But when you go overseas, you have American privilege. And mm-hmm. so I experienced that when I went to Turkey, where it was like, oh, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, buy this rug, buy this, buy this, buy this <laughs> wow. jewelry, buy this lamp, you know, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama. They think we're all rich. And so it's like, they really do. people, yeah, right. So it's like, true. when people see you, they still have this idea that America is the land of opportunity and like the streets of paper gold. So they think like mm. you have gold. So they're like, I want it. So they're, so regardless of who you are, like if you're an American or they sense that you're American, they're going to try to get whatever they can out mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's something that you don't really experience because it's, 
it's weird because like when you're in Europe, you're just treated differently. Yeah. Even in different parts of Europe. Like when I was in Northern Europe, people right away, they knew I was American. They're like, oh, you're American. I'm going to treat you like the other Americans. Like they were like, oh, how come you don't sound like the girls from like the hills? And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm from Boston. I'm not Please, from California. Yeah. <laughs> what? So like, me and Ashley, uh, we also, we went to Ireland to visit a friend who lived in Galway. And literally we get off the bus in Galway and Oh, we come from the airport and we get off the bus and this guy immediately thinks we're African. Like if you're outside of America, like yeah, you're yeah, African, African until they realize that you're not African. Yeah, they don't really well, know a lot of black Americans like that. I think it well, does I mean, depend on the place too. It, yeah. it really does depend because when I was in China, when they first saw me, they assumed I was African. And then when they would hear my accent, they'd be like, oh, American. And then when I'm American, all of a sudden they give me all this stuff they want to yeah, give me. I think it's that Exactly. But then yeah. at the same time, as much privilege as we have over there, even though we're black, they're still just all in all scared of America in general. Like, I don't want to say scared because that sounds like they punk. But, <laughs> but like, the thing is, they told me they wanted to come to America, but they're scared that they're going to get shot uh, on sight. I mean, to I mean, be fair, that... Yeah. To be fair, that like is a statistical probability, and not just with black people, just in America in general. Like, sidetrack. Like, I I watched I mean, this YouTuber, and he's from England, black. and he's playing he's playing a video game, and the video game set in like the Midwest, and he's like, "What is this girl's job? Why does she have a gun?" And like mm-hmm. his girlfriend is the moderator, and she's like, "Oh, I think the Midwest is like an open carry state," and they're like, "Oh God," because like you know in England they, they don't carry guns. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't even know if you can get a permit to carry a gun. So in America there are a lot of guns, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. I, I agree. America is a little <laughs> when you can, when you allow a blind man to have guns, that that's a little yeah. old for me. So yeah. I just want to switch gears a little. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, Jesse. Jesse, you have something to oh, say? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh. I just want to switch gears a little. Not yet. Get to, I guess, I want to talk about platonic, but I really want to talk about romantic. Oh, no. mm-hmm. I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring out the oh. aggression thing, too. Oh, okay. Before you, like, bring up another point, mm. I wanted, to, like, in terms of, like, aggression, I feel yeah, like we forgot to pick up, like, oh. how oh, that yeah. is portrayed in, like, like what Farrah was saying in the media, but like reality TV, mm-hmm. like yeah. with the basketball wise, with like love and hip hop. Like I feel like that mm-hmm. portrays black women in a negative light, and you mm-hmm. see that a lot of um, aggression. And I feel like it perpetuates that negative aspect of black women, like being like angry all the time. Yeah. And I also I kind of take uh, offense with like, like not that being aggressive is like bad, but sometimes it's like. I feel that as a society, we keep saying that, like, we're doing better. Like, we're better than the people who were the generation before us and the generation yeah. before that. And I'm like, we really that's we true. really aren't. I think we ignore things about ourselves. And that's why we keep getting into disagreements with each other, because it's like, well, there's no racism. And I was like, OK, so now you yeah, feel like right. you said those words that there's no more racism. But you still have these feelings toward the other towards this set of people because of these ambiguous reasons. And so mm-hmm. ignoring something doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. And I think that with black women, like Lexi was saying, like, we're more more than not we're we're likely to just tell you how we're feeling because at the end of the day it's like what what's the point of holding it in it's like mm-hmm. this is a problem and it needs yeah. to get fixed and i can't fix it by myself yeah. and i do think that sometimes it just come out like angrily but i feel like there's a, there's a lot of baggage there where we weren't we are not heard mm-hmm. whether it's by other yeah. people by our significant others by medical professionals we just don't feel heard so it's like you don't want to hear me i'm going to give you all my attitude because you're not <laughs> yeah. listening anyway well, that, yeah. that frustration <laughs> comes from the fact that, that you know, the black woman is the most disrespected demographic yeah. on earth. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and in America, it's it's most times, you Jesse. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you, when you true, think though. about it, yeah. bl- black people have, we've been dehumanized for hundreds of years, ever, ever mm-hmm. since slavery, they had yeah. to dehumanize us to justify the way they were mistreating human, human beings. Yeah. So they That's regarded true. us as beasts, black, black men and black women were beasts. So we were hyper aggressive, mm-hmm. hyper sexual, um, the men were hyper masculinized. That's why they used to, you know, tie us up and remove our. If 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 we were accused of assaulting a white woman or offending a white woman, after they would hang us, they would uh, castrate us, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, symbolic of our hyper masculinity, mm. or the hyper masculinity they wanted to apply to us as a means of dehumanizing us. Mm. And um, women were uh, likewise considered, you know, hyper masculine because when you want a woman, you want a woman who is the epitome epitome of femininity. If a white woman is the epitome of femininity to you, she's, you know, pale skinned, you know, thin lips, et cetera. What is the, the phenotypic opposite of a white woman? It's a black woman with dark skin and full lips and not straight hair, but, you know, curly hair. So all these years later where there's a fetish for um, black men because black men are considered so masculine and raw and aggressive, which are uh, attractive qualities, you know, from a woman looking at towards a man, that might benefit the black man in the sense of short-term romantic interest from members of other races. Mm. But it, it also disadvantages black women because that same principle is applied to black women as well. Black women are also regarded as hyper, you know, hyper-masculine mm. and aggressive. And I've, I've listened to black women who were not aggressive and are aware of the stereotype and have to tiptoe and walk on eggshells to yep. avoid offending yep. people. Mm-hmm. And the, at the yeah. first hint of her um, being assertive mm-hmm. to get her point mm-hmm. across because yeah. she feels like she's being disregarded, people extrapolate that assertiveness into the negative mm-hmm. stereotype. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so even if a black woman is not aggressive because of the history of, you know, anti-blackness, no matter what she says, you know, a white woman could come in and say, and, and, and throw a fit and want to see the manager and the most somebody might do is roll their eyes, but a black person might come in, take offense to something, or, you know, or, you know, maybe not be getting good service. It might politely ask to see a manager, and suddenly she's the angry black woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She politely yeah. asked to see the manager. The white woman was throwing a fit, and it's, oh, that's just, yeah. you know? And yeah. that situation has happened to me, even in my workplace. And sometimes it's like, it's like a cultural thing. It's just like you were saying, black love is like love that you can only have between two black people. And like, I've been like in a conversation with two, like two white people and they're talking to each other. And I'm like, damn, yo, this is about to, this is about to break out into a fight. Like, oh my God, those are fighting words. <laughs> and they're just talking away like nothing. And then I say something to someone and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm just like, wait, what? It's very confusing. Or even I had a, a older white colleague say he he has a best friend who's black, quote unquote. You all know Sai, mm-hmm. giant Sai. But he's like one of my oldest friends is black, and he was at an event with my family. And I guess the guy's nephew was coming by, and so his best friend was like, um, he was like, hey boy, can you get me some iced tea? And so the white guy was like, we were all upset. And I was like, why? I mean, in the black community, it's kind of like, it's like when it's like little girl, who, little who boy. Got called boy. So the yeah. white guy's nephew, yeah. the white guy's nephew. So the black guy saw him coming by and he was like, hey, he was like, boy, can you get me some some iced tea or something? He asked him to get him something, but he called him boy. And he was like, my whole family's upset. I was like, why? 
I was like, in the black community, I feel like you can never grow up. So if someone's old, it's always like little girl, little boy. You're always going to be little. It doesn't matter. And so I was like, between black people, I don't think anyone would have gotten upset. But because they're white and that's not part of their culture, they were like, like that was an insult. Like as if a white guy called a black guy boy. Right. Like that's always going to be an insult. But from a younger person, I mean, an older person to a younger person, it's like you're a boy to him because he's 70 and you're 20. I was going to say, I've had so many uh, experiences of, especially work experiences. I've told y'all so many stories (laughs) about being called the angry black woman. But now, like, now that I'm, like, 29, I, like, honor that with pride. Because it's, like, I have a reason to be angry. I think a lot of times we don't know, we don't understand that a lot of black women, like, I know aggression is real, like you were talking about earlier. Like, there's a difference. I think if someone's being aggressive for no reason, then that's just, like, (laughs) bad behavior. But I don't. I think what it is is that they just put that bad behavior that all black women are like that. That's just mm. how they put it. But a lot of times black women are angry and they have a reason to be angry. Like their feelings are valid. Yeah. A lot of black women that I know hold so much stuff on them. They have so much weight. Mm-hmm. Not only that they might not be you know upset about whatever happened that day. Yeah. But they could be upset about what's happened to them in their past and yeah. haven't had that moment to heal from mm-hmm. that because every day they're still surviving. The yeah. They're still going through this. They're yeah. still having. To not worry only about, you know, um, being labeled as the angry black woman, but also, like, being able to be freely themselves and be accepted, not only by black men, but by the world, by society. It's like, no matter what we do, people are always going to put a label on us. We don't have a lot of people that have our backs. Not even our own people have our own back. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, like, if she's angry, she has so much weight because every day she's, like, fighting for herself. That that gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. If you think about, like, we could even bring it back to, like, slavery and all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of times, like, all of the things our black men were going through, which was, like, beyond heartbreaking, we were always, like, left with whatever was left. So we were left to be with the kids. We were left to, you know, so it's like you're raising Mm. other people by yourself. You're raising yourself. A lot of us were, like, babies. A lot of us were forced into things. Like, Mm. So I feel like if she's angry... It's not only that she's angry about that moment. It could be about a, a lot, lot of things. Lot of things. Yeah. It's that Absolutely. generational, mm-hmm. yeah. like, pain that yeah. like, we carry, you know even, what I mean? Even with myself, like, I find myself, like, getting angry at work sometimes. Because even with women, it doesn't matter what their ethnicity is in mm-hmm. general. But it's like, like, I've been doing my job for a really long time. And then someone will come and say something. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's best practices for, like, the industry. I was like, but I work here, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work for us disregard right. everything I say yeah, they always and just do. do whatever they want to do. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't work. So now you made extra work for me because you're not going to be here. And you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. people just don't listen, even though you know what you're talking about. And I think that's, that. I think that's one of it the crux of, kind of yeah. Like yeah. And time. the thing is, yeah. it, it like... falls into all the relationships in your life where you have to interact with other people. Yeah. And it's so hard because you have to compartmentalize, sure. but it's, it's like, what do you do when your cups run it over? Because yeah. you have your you have a table yeah. full of cups and they're all running over. And you're like, God damn it. But it just gets more frustrating yeah, when you just... have to keep on walking on eggshells. And I'm really getting to the point yeah. where I just don't care. Like, you just have to say it bluntly yeah. now. Like, because either yeah. way, but they're going to think it, I'm exactly, angry. Yeah. So, so no, and like, I think that, oh. So no yeah. black woman is angry because she's black. She's angry because of the, the disrespect to blackness and genders. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think uh, in the... the the report done by the National Health Service thing, um, a lot of the guys were saying, you know, like, 
oh, you know, there was a time back before now where like women, you know, a man would go out, make money, come home, give it to his wife mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whoever. And, mm-hmm. you know, she would run the household or they didn't even say that. I think he just said, take care of the kids. And I was like, don't pretend like your wife wasn't the one who kept your bill straight. Yeah. But, you know, she would run the household. A housewife is still doing work. Though. Oh, yeah. so much work. She whole lot of work. You had to pay a housewife for everything she did. She would make She's like 250 grand a year. That's a lot. House care, cleaning, cooking, washing, chauffeuring. She's doing everything at all. All that stuff. So that's one of the things I want to talk about next is that I feel like that's one of the problems that we have is that our idea about love and marriage hasn't evolved. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in the the, so so in the in the report, the guy that's what he was saying. He was like, there was a way of things, and that's how they they went. And like you were just uh, alluding to, it's that a lot of men I feel. Uh, black men especially towards black women but black men in america too as well is that they want all the like what they perceive as the the good things that go along with that type of relationship that relationship could still work uh statistics say that more than half of the marriages in the united states work that way where the wife is doing housework going to a regular job and taking care of their kids still but that they want they want the adoration and the deference that comes along with that kind of relationship but they don't want to they want to also uh, how do I say also, they're also kind of envious of what they perceive for, as easy the easy life that the woman lives because they're giving them money I was like yes but you don't you don't take into account taking care of kids and also going to work and also you know doing all those She's things they just lot, see it yeah. as it's easier for her because you know you're going out and you're making money and you're bringing it to them so the idea I think that's a yeah, strain on black freedom. relationships is that not only do black men see black women as everyone else does as overly aggressive and naggy mm-hmm. on top of that they want to i guess i'll say the 1950s lifestyle like i'll just coin it as that for this conversation but the 1950s lifestyle where they're the man and you're the woman and they're the head and you just listen mm-hmm. and we've been living the life so long where whether it was because of um a breakdown in our culture or our family structure where you know a lot of black men were going to jail or a lot of drugs were going around or They were just being, you know, human beings. And they were like, well, this is a situation I don't want to be in, so I'm going to leave. And so women had to be their own king and lead their own kingdoms and stuff. And so now it's like, if you want to be here, you have to come ready or at least be half ready. You can't just come and expect me to bow down because you're going to know better when I already know I know better. Sorry, I don't don't know that black men want a woman who is submissive and just a a pushover. I think black men want a woman who has, um, you know, compassion and empathy and who has a bit of tact when she speaks to him. But why? Why? Because I feel like men, reg- oh, regardless think, of the ethnicity, right. they talk so reckless to women, and then you're supposed to just take it. You're supposed to I'm take it with tact. I'm not saying the men who want that um, qualify for it. <laughs> I'm not saying they deserve it. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, this, this, is what, this is what people want to be with somebody who is agreeable. I'm gonna. Mm. I'm gonna. You think be, we fight too much? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm no, I'm saying the criticism okay. of the black men who complain about black women. Yes. They say black women, um, they always yelling. They they belittle me. Mm-hmm. Um, they say all these. You know, they they're disrespectful. You ain't well, this that and you ain't that. Look at himself in the mirror. Well, like, why, she, why do you feel as though it's her, like? Like, the black women who say, say that. Does he feel like he's weak or something? Like, the black, you feel intimidated because of uh, black... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm keeping you off. You go ahead. You say It's the difference between speaking the truth in love and insulting someone. Mm. Mm. I think that's key. I think, um, yeah, there are, 
I've heard, I've spoken to black men who say that they do not like to date black American women because of the disrespect that they get. They feel like they get, you know, that they're naggy and oh, every time there's an issue, it becomes a mountain instead of the molehill it could have been. Mm. They, they say that black women lack conflict resolution skills. Mm. I think that's a generalization. That hasn't been my romantic experience with black women, but mm. this is a, you know, this is a common generalization that we hear about black women. Mm-hmm. I think some black women are like that. I think that just because maybe they, you know, live in a society that hasn't been kind to them doesn't justify them speaking to their man like that. And I'm not saying that their man is a good guy and he deserves to be treated with all the respect that he fails to show her. But I think, you know, it's it's worth... We, we can hold... Black love is about partially about holding each other accountable as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about the how the world does us wrong, but when we're wrong or when we don't have good conflict resolution skills, we should be able to hold ourselves accountable and say, okay, maybe I could have expressed this very important um, issue that I have to my man in a way that's more respectful and kind and empathetic. Mm-hmm. I think men in general just want that, not even black men. I think that black women in many cases have been, they've been so beat up by life. Many of them were missing their fathers. Many of them saw their fathers or their mothers, significant others, mistreat their mothers. And they, you know, they, they've developed or inherited a certain bitterness toward black men to where they can't trust them. Mm. So they, they, when they have an issue, they don't know how to express the issue in a way that black men say they want it. That's a good point. You know, uh, Alex, um, Ashley. I, I, would, I would disagree with some of that. So some of that I wholeheartedly agree with, but I don't think it's necessary a black man or a black woman. I think, I think first off, people in general just don't know conflict resolution. Yeah. And I think that a lot of ways when people, so a lot of, so unfortunately, and I see this, this is the problem with black rights movement and the feminist movement is that oftentimes they, they are trying to get black men to be, able to act like white men and then with feminism mm-hmm. it's oftentimes mm-hmm. getting white women to act like white men so mm-hmm. everyone is in a race to act like white men and white men haven't been good role models everyone's in a race to try to act like a poor role model and mm-hmm. so I feel like no one really knows conflict. Like, like I think about like bossing and how like work-life culture and things like that works like a lot of times people think to motivate your workers, you should be an ass. And that's because they've been seeing that over and over. The archetype of the bad boss, the asshole and stuff, he gets things done. He he that's a good leader. So I should be like that. And that's how people have approached like black bosses, female bosses, they've all approached like when they get in that position, they do the same thing. Instead of being like, no, let's change this around, let's make this a supportive workplace that we retain workers instead of cultivating fear so i just mm. think people in general just don't know conflict resolution just don't know how to do that stuff because it's something that we don't talk about and it's not taught yeah and like everything because we are minorities everything that is happening in the larger culture that is bad it's intensified in our in our culture because we are minorities and it's so few of us and yeah. so and then i think it's also to the friction with black men and black women is that we don't also know how to really talk to each other, communicate each other. So mm-hmm. for me, talking with family members or like other other people, they just have these notions. 
oh, women are this, men are this. Like people think that women and like older people will say, oh, women are for Venus, men are for Mars, that class is typical thing. But mm-hmm. it's not that. It's just that we've been socialized differently. Yeah. Women have been socialized to be givers. So give, 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 mm-hmm. give, yep. give. Yep. And if you don't give, you're a bitch. Yeah, there's like, something wrong you with you. If, yep. if you don't, if you don't roll, roll down and lay over, you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then yep. men, men have been socialized to be takers. You do this, you do that, you take that. That's how you be strong. That's how you be this, how you do that. If you show any type of affection or weakness, oh, you're a bitch, you're gay, you're this, this, and that. Yeah. And so it's like, we've been fed these things and then we try to come together. We're not even speaking the same language yeah. because we're on mm-hmm. different pages of music yeah. because we've been told that. And if we try to, you know, like I see it all the time. Like I do see good black men. I do see good men and things like that. And when they try to like say stuff and everything, men turn on them. Yeah, you know, like true. anytime, like, like men try to speak up about women or like try to say like, oh, like try to help or defend women and things like that. Other men turn on them, and mm-hmm. so this is like this culture, this unspoken like bro code or man code mm-hmm. of you have to do things, you have to say things, and everything. And then as women, women get defensive, so it's like you grow up here and baby daddies ain't shit. So you're like, yeah, my baby daddy ain't shit. I'm not gonna even allow him a chance to hurt me. So I'm going to do all these other things. Like I was talking to a friend and she's like, I'm going to cheat on my husband or I'm going to cheat on my man before we get married. And I was like, why would you do that? And she's like, because all men Okay, I'm not going to lie. Like (laughs) I have heard, I've heard the notion that, and I was like, that's so but I think that that notion is is very deeply embedded in American culture in general because it's like uh, there was well, an it's analogy. Not just American culture, like this person's West Indian. So well, like, no, it's this, not you. Oh, so it, it's kind of like the idea that culture. when it's like when you're gonna go on a date and you're a teenager and your uncle and your dad is like, "Brah, who's this boy?" Duh, 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 duh. Like they're not good enough. Like oh, like they're bad. And then you have to like the mom is like she's not nonchalant, but she's kind of nonchalant because she's like all men are bad. Mm-hmm. There's there's no question. And like, I mean, it's not true that all men are going to cheat, but I do think that when men get into what you would call a committed relationship, it's like they feel like they're missing out on something, right? Like they want to go and see what other women it's like, but like, uh, why? I don't think it's everyone, but I do think there's a lot of toxic practices and things that have been normalized that both genders and people who are in between or whatever and things like that all people practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people have normalized as, that's normal yes and it's and it's like i don't know how the cycle is going to break when there are all these things that keep these things in play like they keep these things and like yeah like you know like the generalization that all men are dogs and it's like not mm. all men are dogs they're not yeah but but when you have like, people, who, when <laughs> people shit when you have people who are just no, like when you have people who i'm not half a man that, Oh, yeah. Sorry. How do you move forward? Yeah, Jesse, the the ambassador, the ambassador. I mean, but the thing is, too, you know, we can sit here and talk about, you know, men, black men, and all this other stuff, but we don't take into account what black men have to deal with as well in their daily lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, even though we're black women, we're like a triple negative. Exactly. So it's like, so I should be. Um, I should be more attuned to how he's feeling, even though I'm at the bottom and he's technically above me. So why, like, he's whining when I'm, I have it the worst. Mm-hmm. 
So you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's not hard for them, but just like Jesse said, yes, we are all struggling. But what, how I feel is that I feel like women, like Ashley said, we're, 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 we've been trained to be givers. And so it's like, we have it the worst, but we're trying to make it better for them, but they're never trying to make it better for us, Mm. which is, that's a generalization, but like, like, it's like, we're all struggling. It's like, but, but we make an effort to, to eat, make it easy, ease the pain for them. But they're never trying to to pay it, you know, backward. They're never like, oh, you helped me, you lifted me up, you you were there for my us and my kids when I was in law school. Well, let's get a divorce. I want to marry this white woman. You know what I mean? I mean? That's I it's a power. It's, it's like black men have a tendency of like amnesia. Yes, that's that. Yes, exactly. But, it's true. But I feel like it's just like no, I don't know because I think Lena Horne said it best. I, I can't. Don't quote me on this. But I saw a video of Lena Horne saying she was, because somebody was getting on her because she was married to some white guy. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people was yelling at her. A lot of people was just hating on her. And she was like, I was married to a black man once before, and I had to get out of it only because she wasn't strong enough at that time to deal with what she had to deal with as a black woman and to deal with and understand what he had to deal with as a black man. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, Black women have no issue with black men dating white women or whatever, Wait, whatever, you said whatever. There's no issue? Well, for me personally, <laughs> no, 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 no. So. For me personally, at the end of the day, it ain't my man. Yeah. I don't really care. My problem is when they dog us out with yeah. that. When with you that, make that like, same decision. You know, do what you want to do. I'm a chocoholic. Trust and believe that. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just that if you ain't my man, that's with that white woman. Don't dog me out because I'm a black woman. I feel like you we skipped over Jesse a lot. Yeah, by, yeah. Let's go back real quick. By yourself. By yourself. Black women love black men, generally speaking, mm-hmm. more than black men love black women. I mean, yeah, I would yes, buy that for sure. I pick, I pick up what you're putting down. Yeah, for sure. That's like 100. Black yeah. women definitely love black men more yeah. than the opposite. And because the thing is, is like I feel personally like when black men approach black women, like I said it to so many people, a lot of older people uh, like have been talking to me about like, you know, because I'm 30. So a lot of them like, oh, like you have a boyfriend now, you get married. And I'm like, God damn, can I? No, no, I'm not. You know somebody? Introduce them to me. <laughs> but their, their thing is, I'm like, when I go out, like, whether I go to, like, some cool, like, DIY thing or whatever, it's like they're coming at me with their Z game, but they'll bring their A game for some white women. Even though they'll say, like, oh, like, yeah. you were so intimidating. I was like, I was intimidating and whatever, but you didn't feel like you had to step up your game to get me. You still yeah. came at me with your worst. Because but if, like, like you would just settle or I something? See, that's my thing. I feel like that's you're like, intimidated, don't talk to me. Like, mm-hmm. at all. But I feel like that's a thing that we do in general to each other. Like, like for instance, so so I'm originally from Grove Hall. Mm-hmm. And Ashley was talking about, you know, like, she went to the stop and shop there. And she was like, oh, do you have boar's head? Yeah. And they were like, black people don't buy boar's head. Yeah, so they didn't and have boar's it. Boar's head's like a, it's a high-quality deli meat. And it was just like, they already wrote us off. And I think that's something that we Can do you say that one more other. time? I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm having that's, a hard time. The, that's okay. So basically, so basically, Boar's Head is like this high-quality deli meat and cheese. Yeah. And they didn't sell it at the Grove Hall location of Stop and Shop because they were like, well, Black people are not going to buy it. I love and Boar's Head. And thank you. Exactly. Right? That's what I told them, like, too. I was like, the, that's racist. And the, and the problem is, is that we write each other off before it even happens. Like, we don't we don't try for each other it's Mm -hmm. it's like people like some entrepreneurs some entrepreneurs are so negative and they don't think about the markets that they're selling they're like oh black people don't support black people no i'm not gonna buy a 50 dollars t-shirt 
I don't buy exactly. fifty dollars t-shirts in general, so mm-hmm. why would I buy your fifty dollars yeah, t-shirt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we have this thing about each other, and some and sometimes it's good because it means like you as a black person, you have to come correct, like you have to come a one. Mm-hmm. But other times, it's it's like why are you like that to me? Like why 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 are you not trying for me? Like one of the issues I had when I went to college was. I met black men. And they're like, oh, now that I'm in college, I don't date black girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and sure. that, I think it's a problem. Really? Mm. I never met nobody like that. In and college, that, me too. Me too. Wow. But, and what college is they going to? Uh, I went to UMass. I went to. I went to school in DC. I went to George Mason. I went to Mass College of Liberal Arts. I think it's a power yeah. thing, though. I really think it's a power thing. It's like, if, if yeah. you think about, like, a lot of celebrities and stuff, or, like, yeah. when you get high money, it's, like, rare if you see them with a black woman. But the thing is, like, a, a lot of millionaires are married to black women, and they're like, yo, black women elevate mm-hmm. you. But they cheat. Well, but most not, of them cheat on uh, well, black women. Uh, cheating is a man thing, not a black man thing. Yeah. To be fair, thing. it is a human oh, thing. Women cheat too. Yeah, I want to say all black. We're men just better at it. Yeah, yeah. We I think that that's more. the issue. Like with me personally, like my but thing y'all is like like who y'all cheat on us with. But but I was saying the thing is like women seek out emotional relationships, and men men are taught that emotions are bad, so they just seek out physical relationships sometimes. I don't think that's why men seek out physical relationships. I don't think because I don't think they're socialized that way. I think they're wired that way. I don't think they're wired that way. I think, I don't think men, 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 men can can compartmentalize. Men can compartmentalize lust and romance in a way that the average woman can't. I don't think that's true. That, I think that women is, aren't is, highly is, sexual beings. Like women that, think about sex on average much more than men. I do also, when, yeah. Women, I mean, women <laughs> experience. <laughs> women, they do. It's, it's been proven like, scientifically. That might be true, but women, women experience. And yeah. express their sexuality differently than because we're men. socialized that way. Well, see, the thing is, though, there is like, there is always a degree of socialism, social socialization when discussing social dynamics. But men and women are also fundamentally different. Yes. Right now, right. Well, but now, the idea the, that right, the, that's right, ridiculous. Right. Hold, I, I can tell you right ridiculous. now from ex- it is, it is like I, I, I can... have to I have to explain why it's not ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. Because part yeah, of part of what part Part of what dictates the way you express sexuality are your sex hormones, estrogen and testosterone. Those are balanced very differently between men and women. That's why mm-hmm. that's why men and women have different triggers in terms of attraction. Mm-hmm. We all know what the term sapiosexual is, right? Yeah. Everybody in this room knows. Okay, for, I don't know. For people don't who don't know, know sapiosexual means that you're attracted to someone because they're intelligent. Right. Because they're oh, smart. Yeah, so a man's a man's mouthpiece or intellectual if he's dropping gems, you might drop your panties. <laughs> right? I think I'm not thinking about it. I think about it. Right? As long as you don't sound like an idiot. Yeah, I think about right. it. Yeah, yeah. Nah, right. Uh, now a man <laughs> right? Right. you need more than that, right? <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. So, I need to see your face. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so, so you were talking to somebody they have other face, but they're really smart and hold you down. Right, some people, right. but some people now, are that way. Some now, people. But so I, I just want to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, this conversation has the potential to get really complicated. Yeah, I just want to clarify, yeah. clarify my essential point. Yeah. My essential point is that men and women experience sexuality differently and express it differently as a matter of their biological makeup. Mm-hmm. There are elements of socialization that affect how we experience sexuality, but I think biologically, because of just Do men you mean experience having experience or or express, 
men's sexual triggers are not women's sexual triggers. Okay, so how they experience it in themselves. Okay, because I'm saying right. expressing that sexual. Because I feel like part of your idea is is being influenced by how like women present themselves to you, like their sexual desire to you. And I'm like that portion of it is triggered by socialization because like my uncle is like he's a, he's a dedicated guy. I don't think he's ever cheated on anyone he was with, but. He's always like, oh, look at that lady's boobs. And I'm like, okay, I have my own boobs. I don't need to look at hers. Thank you. Mm. But my thing is I would never say something like that to, like, a guy because, like, I've been socialized that women who are sexually expressive, like, like there's something wrong with them, that, that, yeah. that they're right. sluts. Right. That, yeah, exactly. that, right. and, but men are not socialized like that way. They're like, go I, out there with I your agree. dick hanging out. Like, yeah. girls love that. I agree. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't, I, I think women are highly sexual and that given the chance or being socialized in the same way that men are, they would express themselves sexually the same yes. way men do. I think yes. they would express, yes. uh, yeah, I think there would be more, <laughs> I think there would be more uh, parity in the way that women, women express sex. Yeah. I don't think that women a woman's sexual triggers are the same as a man. Oh, no, definitely not. Right. Do you think we That's get emotionally I mean. too connected? Is that what you're thinking? No, not no? too connected. I think that women do not compartmentalize lust and romance the way men do. Yeah, this I think is, we're doing a little better. I don't know. What do you mean? What I mean is this. I want to agree with that, but I really can't because the thing is, we have, I, I'm not trying to put my business out there. <laughs> Too late. Uh, I'm speaking in. I'm speaking in general. Yeah. I acknowledge outliers. You can have a you can have a one night stand with somebody and not be in love with them and just be like, thanks, that was I, and keep it pushing. That was all right. Now, yeah. you know, it it's happened. I didn't say it happened to me, but it's happened. You already prefaced it, so we already know. It's okay. Yeah, I think what he's saying is like, like for me personally, like I really enjoy kissing, right? Mm -hmm. But like I've never met a man who could kiss. Like they all suck at it because that's not how they like express themselves sexually. I don't know what it is about using kissing. They don't like kissing. Um, I had to be taught how not to kiss. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I mean? Like men are just bad. Men, no, his his why. This is why men. This is why you meet men who can't kiss, because men, men engage in foreplay as a as a formality. Women as an as a necessity. Mm-hmm. That's why. It depends on the person. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what do you say? What do you say? Men, men, men engage in foreplay as a formality. Women as a necessity. Like, I see the thing is, I don't think, I don't that's, think that's true. true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because there's some men that love foreplay. It's yeah, but I think what he's saying is right. the difference is between We're, it's the triggers. Right? I love, I love, you know, cheesecake, but I don't need it. <laughs> so, so the thing is, that's what he's saying. It's like, it's like, oh, are there? I would classify. I would classify those women as outliers. Because, like, the thing is, it's just like, it's just like, wait, what, wait, like. Uh, I, I don't know about other people. It's like my mom's thing with like grinding as a dance form. She was like, "You're just like sexually arousing them, right?" Because for a dude, all you have to do is rub it, and yeah. and he's turned on. Yeah. Like with a woman, it it's not a snap of a finger. I'm turned you on. Got, let's go. You got to preheat yeah. the oven. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Men, we're a microwave. Mm-hmm. No, we're a light switch. You come in the room. <laughs> yeah. We see yeah. I got a light switch. switch. I mean, that's a generalization, that's obviously, I, but like, but majority for, of the time, when I grind, I'm just gonna be. Rude. What did you say? <laughs> I, mean, I felt like it was good we didn't hear. I'm a person who don't want to put their business out there, but I would just, I would respectfully disagree because I feel like 
there are sometimes you have to like as a woman, you know, charm the snake and you have to, you know, coax it out. With <laughs> you are and there has been times there has been times like as a woman where I'm like Oh hey! I guess it depends on the day. It yeah. really depends on who you are as a person, and that's why, like, I disagree with these somewhat natural things as whatever, whatever. Because, like, when you look at other societies and things like that, it's not, it's not the same. Like, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. And so I just, yeah, for me personally, I just think when it comes to some of those things, I really think is that we have just been given different sheets of music and we're not on the same page yeah mm-hmm. like i really do believe it's a nurture thing because mm-hmm. when i talk to like for instance like a lot of my black female friends they are single and a lot of my black female cousins they are single mm-hmm. and they are you know great like one of my cousins is getting a phd like really like solid good people like they're not the tropes that you see they're not the types of people who are promoting toxic toxic things like you know getting in people's faces and all that kind of stuff and everything like like actually solid people and a lot of them they haven't been in that many relationships Mm -hmm. um they've been in a lot of like weird situationships and things of that sort but they Mm -hmm. have failed to find partners and black women like the statistics say black women statistically like we're the only group the smarter we get, the more educated we get, the longer we get, I should say, the less likely we are to marry. Yep, and we're yep. the least yeah. likely to get married. And when I look at my friends and stuff from other parts of the world, they don't have that. Like they don't, they don't have that same kind of issues that we have. They don't date with anxiety. Like, Oh, I can't text them until three days or whatever. And things yeah. like that. And they, just don't, so, yeah. they just don't have that. And they've had multiple relationships, like actual relationships yeah. and things like that where people like, are saying like hey i want to have a relationship with you, with you yeah. whereas like black women don't have that and then when it comes to like men like a lot of no offense to my male cousins but a lot of them are, are not doing that great yeah but all of them have women yeah and, and all kids of them, and like have kids have women um some of them are married or engaged like it's not the same thing and mm. so this idea of like oh, it's because of this, because of that. Like, I think we're socialized to think that. Like, I think people are socialized to be like, like, as a woman, if you say you don't want to date a guy because he's ugly, you're shallow. Yeah. But as a man, if you say you don't want to date a woman because she's ugly, well, she's ugly. So we're coming towards the end of uh, our time here. This is going to be part one. We could do this again. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, maybe uh, Sexy Luxy and Ashley will be in person that time. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to throw this one last question out there. Like, do you think with um, the coining of the term black love or with the um, kind of highlighting it in like media and in everyday life that that will kind of put an emphasis on like, black love and, and introduce what healthy relationship between a black man and a black woman will look like and in the give and take between people mm-hmm. in, in between I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna say no because i think mm-hmm. just saying words don't make the difference mm-hmm. i think there actually has to be changes and i do think there are changes like when i look and i look at my younger cousins and stuff and everything i'm like wow like you know my younger cousins they're like oh i love girls with natural hair and stuff and everything like they're talking about like you know being respectful for women and like being more caring and nurturing of course my older cousins are like that's gay but you know they're better um i do think there is a possibility for change and i do think there is 
a way a way of moving forward and we are moving forward because we are starting to see each other in more positive light and there is starting to be better positive displays of media depictions of us and stuff that we're not just all angry mad aggressive people we're nice we're kind we're dorky we're nerdy we're all, we're a whole multitude of things but i think just saying black love black love black love black love is empty you know mm-hmm. we have to do more mm-hmm. Uh, I think think we probably do have to do more, but I think it's good to, like, see that representation, like, on media right now. Like, for instance, like, on the OWN Network, how she has, like, the Black Love series where you see, like, representations of, like, black couples um, actually being in love and sharing their love story of how they met. I think it's good uh, seeing that. But I also do also, like, you mentioned um, natural hair. And I was watching, like, different videos on, like, YouTube, and they were kind of doing something similar to this, where this woman was posing, like, her male friend's questions on, like, what do they want uh, in a black woman? And it was kind of, like, mixed, where they said, like, yeah, I want to be with a black woman, but then when it came to the whole natural hair thing, it was like, uh, not so much. And I felt like there's a problem where you're saying, like, yes, I want to be with a black woman, but she has to do something with her hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, I don't know. I felt like there's a lot that needs to be done with that and i don't know if that does have to do with like self-love and oh definitely i, I feel like it's it's half ass because like they're saying like yes i want to be with you but if only if you alter this part of your body that's like natural, mm-hmm. which I don't know. you gotta um, fix that <laughs> yeah i don't know i agree um with everything you guys said i think um i think having conversations like this is needed and we need to do this more in order to know what black love really is because i think we all have an idea of it um some of us may have experienced some of it but i don't think there's a lot of us that know really what it was because Mm. a lot of us didn't have that in our own personal lives or have like people that we know personally we might have seen some on tv like i mean seeing michelle and um barack that was like i don't even know how to just describe that it wasn't even just like oh yeah the, the president you know like it's mm. just like seeing like you could tell they're really in love like even mm. to this day that's just so powerful to me yeah. but like Ika was saying i think it it really does have to go all the way back to that self-love because now i'm seeing more people are more interested in going to africa right mm-hmm. and we're talking a lot more about like owning our blackness like not only our hair but our skin like we're like yes like we want to see more representation of all of our shades you know what i mean mm-hmm. we want to see yeah. all the blackness and i'm really loving that because i feel like it's like it's like a, a flashback to the 70s where that black liberation is mm. coming back. And we're really but we have being, to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. we have mm-hmm. to keep it going. And I think that's why we have to like keep doing those, like making sure we have people like diverse of all shades of all mm. whatever you come from, like however you are in the media. We didn't really talk about the LGBTQ community, yeah. but that also, we also needs didn't to be talk about colorism, colorism or the, the internal issues true. we have as a, as a exactly. Yeah. But all of that needs to be like that's seen true. and talked about because and acknowledged and acknowledged because that's black love as well. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we have so much of that that we don't talk about but i think it really has to go back to like us like owning and loving our blackness you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because i think that's really what's stopping us from experiencing black love and um and also like therapy i really think that a lot of us need that like not not like just only professional but like therapy with each other like having these conversations Mm -hmm. and talking about deep shit and things that like really hurt us you know what i mean and because, I mean, I wouldn't know what Jesse was thinking about today until he said it. You know what That's I mean? I didn't good. think mm-hmm. about their perspective. You were saying, too, because, like, mental health is, like, another important thing. Yeah. yeah. 
in I, the black community. Like, so we shy good. away from that. We have so much good. generational pain that we're still carrying that we don't talk about. Mm. And I think that's, that's what's yeah. stopping us from really getting to, like, what is black love? What does it mean to me? And I also... Or even what, what does it mean to be black? What it means to be black, exactly. Yeah. And it's not just, like, no, one thing or what you do. Like, you know what but, I mean? Yeah, I feel like that aspect of us talking um, mm-hmm. deals with what one point that Jesse made earlier with like us being in conflict with each other and not knowing yeah. how to communicate. But if we had that therapy, that would help us. Exactly. Mm. And like, this is really needed. So mm. yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can do this again. Ooh, yeah. Jesse, the ambassador yeah. <laughs> for manhood, black manhood. Great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and get, get pounced on for my views. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I like full play too. Okay. <laughs> <Got you. laughs> um, you, Briefly restate your question. Oh, um, so do you think that the introduction or the emphasis on black love is going to uh, em- empower empower people and black people to assess what it is, like what it means to be in relationship with a black man or with a black woman? Um, I and, think I think we need a we need a working definition of mm. of black love. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a buzzword. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I think people um people need black people need more more awareness of what it means to be black in the world that they live in, what it's meant to be, to be black historically, and what Africa was like before slavery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, we can all say that we love being back and we appreciate these things and wear our afros and dashikis, but how how well can you, how thoroughly can you appreciate something that you don't understand or know? Mm-hmm. The more you know about you, the more you can appreciate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, let's say you have a family heirloom that's just sitting up there in your, in your dining room somewhere. You can appreciate the fact that that's a family heirloom. But if you don't know whose hands that passed through and the story of that heirloom and how long it's been in your family and how it travels state to state, and you won't have the same appreciation for that heirloom. You know, mm-hmm. you need to view your blackness as a precious heirloom mm-hmm. and learn to appreciate yeah. it uh, and learn about it and appreciate every every aspect of the journey and every aspect of what it means to be black mm-hmm. currently. And that will, that will take us a step closer to, to self-love, you know, as individuals. And then we can, you, we can, you know, pay that self-love forward and love the people who look like us and, and, and be stronger and be speaking, uh, speaking, to, speaking the same language and be on the same musical page as Ashley, um, mm-hmm. as Ashley put it, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Beautiful. uh, Alexi, Okay. Well, Uh, well, no, I mean, the thing is, it's just that, you know, I'm all for, you know, like I said, I'm a chocolate, I'm black love. I think that we can all make it happen. I don't think it's going to honestly happen in this generation. And I'm sad to say that because so many of us are already, like, our mindset is already so changed and we're already influenced by so many things. So I think seeing, like, our younger generation, the Zennials or whatever they're called, there, it, it might happen with them. And, you know, right now I'm at the point, I'm almost 29. Well, almost. no, I am 29. What y'all not going to do is that. <laughs> but I'm at the point right now, it's just like, you know what? Love who you want to love. Black love is the most powerful love. But mm-hmm. just, just love who you want to love. Mm. I don't care. <laughs> love yourself first. Yeah. That's oh, you know what? Always love yourself more than you love everything else. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell myself because I'm a sexy beast. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, thanks you guys so much for being here today. Hopefully we can set this up again. Yeah. We can talk about more like deep issues with like black people. Oh yeah. Uh, and about the self love and about us. the yeah. yeah thank you I'm for so glad us. you guys it's just it's came together really uh really well. I, yeah. I, I thought at least two people were gonna bail on me, but you didn't. You were nah, here. we all got that loyalty. <laughs> no, <though>. yeah. <laughs> Word okay. is both. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me today, uh, Hunters. Uh, I hope you guys learned a lot. This is a little different from what we usually do. I think I'm going to try and do this again at least like two more times um, just to, you know, get your minds out of uh, the digital world. And if you play tabletop games to get your eyes off the cards and on human beings. Uh, and so in the meantime, guys, in between times, do it for the XP. Bye.